0: Hey hey hey, welcome to Real Estate Investing Mastery podcast. Joe McCall here. I just want to record a quick little introduction to our next podcast. Gavin and I in the new market challenge just answered a bunch of really really good questions. You know, like why would somebody even want to sell their vacant land at 25 cents on the dollar? Are they crazy or something like and who would buy this land way out in the middle of nowhere? Or why would uh, you know, how do you find vacant land in the middle of New York City and Well, you know, we answered those questions. So I want to invite you to just join us, listen to some common questions, because I bet you've had some of them yourself. We actually even looked at a deal in, in Detroit and told you what we would offer for it. It took us just a couple minutes to kind of look at the area, get a rundown of it, and come up with a cash offer, a real simple cash offer. So I like doing these calls. We answer good questions. We show you kind of how we do things. And I think a lot of people get inspired by that because they realize, oh, it's not that hard. It's actually pretty easy. I can do it. You know, one of the things we talked about too on this podcast is there are no secrets. There is no magic pill, magic list, magic marketing piece, right? The marketing that's working is the marketing that you're doing. So keep on doing it. Don't quit. Don't give up. Go make it happen, all right? So listen into this. Hope you enjoy it. A lot of good questions here. Also want to challenge you or, or welcome you, invite you to the new market VIP, because you can still get some extra coaching calls we're doing over the next one or two weeks. Gavin and I are going to be actually releasing videos kind of showing you what we're doing as we're doing it in these new markets that we're going into. Gavin's going to be doing houses in a new market. I'm going to be doing vacant land, and we're going to show you how we pick our market, how we do our marketing. Gavin's doing cold calling. He's going to show you how we get a VA, how he does the cold calling. The VA does the cold calling, how many leads that he's getting. I'm going to show you how I'm picking a county, how I'm pulling the list, what I'm actually sending to the sellers, the postcards, and I'll be showing you the responses that I get. It's going to be a lot of good stuff, right? No, I don't know anybody else is doing this. Do you? If you're interested, go to two different sites, the newmarketchallenge.com newmarketchallenge.com is the site where you can sign up for the actual challenge that we're doing. It's free. If you want to become a VIP member and get access to all that stuff I just talked about and get tickets to our upcoming boot camp on February 11th and 12th, go to newmarketvip.com, newmarketvip.com. And in the meantime, enjoy this podcast. I appreciate you guys. See ya. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast.
1: This is day four of our three day challenge. So it is our bonus call. Of course, Joe and Gavin would do a bonus call. They they just give you tons of, tons of great content. And today they wanna to focus on answering your questions. So this is the reward for people who attend live. You get to ask some questions today. And um, if you're a VIP member, then you've been on probably three of our Q&A um, VIP calls and you've been able to ask some questions. If you're not a VIP member, definitely check it out. There's a ton of good content in there. It's an exceptional deal. It's newmarketvip.com. And what you're going to get with it is we're going to continue with this challenge. Joe and Gavin are going to dive deep into each of their new markets and show us how they would build their business. And for nine days, they're going to be sharing videos with us. Then they threw in two um, coaching calls at the end so you can ask questions about this process they're showing you. And then that you get tickets to a two-day virtual bootcamp. So much great content. I strongly encourage you, if you're feeling like this is making the difference to you, check out that VIP. I know Joe and Gavin are excited to get started. Um, one more thing before um, we officially launch is we've been giving away great prizes this week. One-on-one coaching calls, a $2,500 course, six months of Freedom Soft. this has been crazy. And we're gonna continue with the prizes today. Two people are going to get six months of PropStream, which is a fabulous tool. (laughs) Joe loves that tool. And um, so we'll be giving that away. So, Joe and Gavin, are you excited?
0: (laughs) Come on, come on. I'm excited. We're giving away two six-month subscriptions to PropStream to somebody who left a review uh, of this challenge at uh, ReviewJoe.net. Mm-hmm. And you saw a lot of those testimonials that we just played a minute ago, and I love, love, love. It's emotional seeing those testimonials. People, you know, we're just we're just teaching what we're doing. We love doing this stuff. We love teaching this and helping people, and so we get the privilege of getting awesome testimonials like that. And by the way, did everybody notice that I, I had more than Gavin did?
2: Oh, did everybody notice? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um. I just but it, realized I was on mute the whole time. Sorry. Oh, you were okay. Yeah, but it's it's unfair because it says review Joe. All right. Oh, that's so. Weird. And all the questions. Yes, I'm not having it. I'm not buying all that. It's rigged. <laughs> it is. It is rigged. <laughs>
0: well, we're I'm going to show about. you guys something here, not to brag, <laughs> but to kind of brag.
1: Every time he says not to brag, we know what's coming. The coffee mug. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Oh, I left it downstairs. Okay. Um, but I, we, I'm just so blessed. Uh, my page is opening up here. Oh no, I'm frozen.
2: I'm good, Dana. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. back. You're back.
0: Sorry about that. I uh, my page is loading. It has so many testimonials. It's freezing my computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to show you guys. These testimonials and he, well, yeah, my, my internet's null. So maybe this isn't going to work, but let's do this Dana. We left um, where well, we decided we were going to give away two, six months subscriptions to PropStream to somebody who left a review at ReviewJoe.net mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. So can we go ahead and pick them? Do you have the wheel? I do have spin? the wheel. Do you want to share your screen there? Will it let you?
1: Yes, I think so.
0: All righty. It's coming. It's coming. We've got some uh, people commenting here before. Uh, come on. Good point, Gavin. I don't know All what right. that means. Do you
1: see the wheel?
0: No, I don't see it.
1: Oh, okay. Let me... Oh, there we go. One more click. Now do you see the
0: wheel? Ah, here we go. Here it comes. Okay. There it is. All okay. right. <clears throat> A winner. The winner of... One of two six month subscriptions to stream which is 97 bucks a month. Yes. So it is who? Yvonne Lillard. Nice.
1: Yes. Awesome.
0: Right. Congratulations. Yvonne. All right. I wrote that down. We're going to do it one more time, right?
1: Yes. So. Oh, yeah, you just have to click it. Okay, good. I've never spun it twice. It's a very exciting. <laughs> ah,
0: Andrew? Andrew.
1: Yay.
0: Andrew, M-A-H-O-L-A-N-Y-I. You got it. Awesome. Congratulations. Yvonne and Andrew, that is so awesome. Happy for you guys. Uh, Dana will reach out to you soon. I, um, We have their email, right, Dana? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we will uh, send you an email and show you and tell you how to get the um, six months of prop stream. The other day we gave how many months of freedom soft? Was it six months? Yeah. Six months, man. We also gave away yesterday a free coaching call with either me or Gavin. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, looking forward to talking to you guys. Congratulations. Yvonne and Andrew. Nice. Congratulations to both. Cool. All right. So today our agenda is really simple, guys. We want to do a few things. Um, We want to answer your questions. We want to look at deals and we want to um, you know, maybe do some role play, practice talking to sellers and things like that. Um, Our goal is just to really show you how simple this stuff is. It's not complicated. Um, We, I was working late last night, Gavin getting ready for my, um, uh, those of you that know after this challenge is over for the next, nine or 10 days, two weeks, Gavin and I are going to be actually going into a new market, a new virtual market, and doing some research and doing some marketing for some leads. And so I was getting ready late last night to do that. So maybe that's something we can talk about too briefly, Gavin, just talking about um, how we pick our markets and stuff like that. But if you guys have questions, we want you to type them in the chat box or the comment box if you have any questions you know how do you pick your markets what if you how do you get the money to buy the deals how do you get your boots on the ground how do you um you know when the realtor asks for proof of funds what do you do so uh, there's no dumb question if you have oh look andrew is going to be signing up so awesome <laughs> Worked out <perfect. clears throat> so if you have any questions type them in the chat right now maybe you got a deal you want us to look at Um, You want us to just look at the comps, maybe estimate repairs, help you come up with a quick offer. If you have um, maybe a county that you're thinking about doing some vacant land deals in, um, tell us the county you want us to look at. Uh, And if you didn't know, uh, Gavin's going to be doing houses in this virtual challenge and I'm going to be doing vacant land. And I've already picked a county in Florida and a county in California because I'm helping a friend in Florida do some land deals and I'm helping my mom in California do some land deals. And I didn't have to pick a county in California, but I decided to anyway, because I wanted to prove that it can work in any state. And uh, now I'm not going to be buying the property as cheap in California as I would in Indiana or Arkansas or whatever. Right. But it's still going to be a lot cheaper in terms of like the percentage of the value Um, for houses. You know, you're trying to get maybe at 70 percent on average, 70 percent of the after repair value for a house. If you're in California, maybe 80%, 85%. But with vacant land, you're making offers, you're getting offers accepted at 20, 25%, maybe 30% in California. And that's where you kind of need to target. And that's why I like land so much is because there's so much more room for error as it were. And people will actually accept your offers at 25 cents on the dollar. They're probably not gonna accept that for a house, because a house and vacant land are worth more. I'm just buying and selling dirt. Um, good. So we're getting questions in here. Uh, thanks, Dane. Anything else before we just jump, we dive into this?
1: Um, we might do that reminder that if people want their name and their picture to show up, that there's a link they can click yes.
2: on. Yeah, very good.
0: So, like this one, you Facebook user right there, you have a uh, how do you sell vacant land? The, the, the um, But we don't know who you are. So let me show you something real quick. I'm going to share my screen because I want you guys to see what's causing this issue. Well, my Internet's really slow. You guys can hear me and see me okay? Thank yeah. I, I guess all my testimonials are still loading up. It's just mm-hmm. like slowing down the whole Internet.
1: <laughs>
0: well, uh, bad joke. All right. Sorry. <laughs> all right. So here I'm going to share my screen. <clears throat> All right, you see that? Now, when we don't know who you are and we just see Facebook user, it's because how do we hide the comments here? Hide current comment. There we go. Because right here, if you look, this is us live right now. And there's a paragraph here in the description that says, I'm going live using StreamYard. Before leaving a comment, please grant StreamYard permission to see your name at. So if you click this link right here, StreamYard.com Facebook, It's going to open up a thing saying, hey, can let StreamYard see your live comments? And when you click that, it will then allow us to see your picture, your face, which will be really nice. Cool. So from the Facebook group, if you see this thing right here, click that link and we'll we'll be able to tell who you are and call you out by name. And you don't have to be anonymous anymore. (laughs) All right. So um, thanks, Dana. Stick around. Definitely. don't go anywhere. We appreciate oh. you and your help. Where would we be without Dana, Gavin? I don't, I don't know. know.
2: Be, a mess,
0: be a complete mess. Um, so we've got. Oh man, cool. We're getting some questions here. We're getting some addresses to look at. Um, some counties to look at. Um, let's uh, let's talk real quickly, Gavin, because we're getting a lot of questions about how do we pick a market. And I wanted to answer it yesterday, but I forgot. We ran out of time. Um, just you know, because people are you know. They're in New York, we have people here watching, listening from the other part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um so you know what are some of the things we look at for houses? You talk about houses for a
2: minute and I'll talk about vacant land. Yeah absolutely. I'm getting a little feedback. I don't know why.
0: I'll turn you way down here in my volume, my speaker. All right. Thank you.
2: Um <clears throat> yeah so houses um Obviously, the United States is huge. Okay, we talked about this week about how many, obviously, states there are within them states, how many counties, how many cities and so on. So what I like to do, and I've kind of already mentioned this, I'm going to speed through this a little bit here, is kind of where did you grow up? We talked about that. Where do you know? Where do you live? Uh, Where do you have friends? Where do you have family? To try and narrow it down to two or three counties before you actually start to do your research that's what i would do and then within them counties what i look for if i'm going virtual is that you want to go to where the there is uh, the ability to do multiple strategies okay so what i mean by that is is that if you go in a virtual market where you can where flipping works buying holds lease options owner finance I guess sub two could work anywhere, but any of them strategies are going to work in one market. So for instance, California and in high-end markets is not a buy and hold market, okay? You can still do lease options there, but depending on how high a market it is, then the percentage of tenant buyers that can't buy a house today, okay, that, that can buy it in uh, a year or two, again, on a really expensive house is going to be probably 1% versus if you're fishing in a more affordable market, You have a lot more buyers to kind of work with on a lease option. So I think going into a more affordable, meaning probably the average price being like 150 to to, uh two to two fifty as a medium price area. Uh so you're looking at you know your Midwest markets, some places in Florida, uh your Carolinas, you know, places like that. And they're going to be also rental markets. So also what we look at as well. If needed, is what does the rentals look like, right? Making sure there's active rentals, making sure you've probably heard of the 1% rule. So if it's worth $100,000, it rents for $1,000. That's just a quick rule of thumb. A lot of investors want better than that, but it gets you in the ballpark to make a decision. So once you have this information, that will probably, with tied into did you live there, do you know people, and all this, will swing a market that you should uh, focus on. And then once that market is picked, it's now what you do with that information moving forward is what's going to get the results. There is no such thing as, is this market better than that market? You can do deals everywhere. It's easier to eliminate markets than picking markets because there's there's endless markets that you could pick, endless counties and zip codes within them counties. So in the training, I'm going to be making fast decisions to pick a market. And then I'm going to dive into looking at the numbers to make sure I have enough data in that market to then warrant, am I going to stay in this county? And if I am, how long do I have to stay in this county before I have to start picking up surrounding counties? Okay. And as long as that's part of your plan, then, then you can execute that. All right. So you've got to make uncomfortable decisions why is it uncomfortable because you have no idea if it's a good market or not and you won't other than the things that i've told you okay so price points rents okay buyer activity if you start there pair that with again did i live there do i know anything about it i don't have that luxury i mean i've traveled now the u.s but when I started, I've never—I've only just arrived in the U.S. a few years. When I started, so I had no luxury of knowing anything. So I just had to pick a market, which was Jacksonville, Florida, and I made mistakes because of the time zone. So I learned from that, um, as well. So that's how I would do it. And it, when I go into that trade, I'm going to be sharing the screen. I'm going to be showing the tools uh, that we use and uh, and and how and exactly how we do that.
0: Awesome. Gavin, was the uh, feedback better? Are you still getting feedback?
2: No, it was good.
0: Okay. I turned your volume way down. Um, Cool. So Dana is going through right now and starring your questions that we're going to get in and answer in a little bit. But you know what? Um, Facebook user here says, I'm a native California. Does that mean I'm starting behind the eight ball? No, absolutely not. California is a beautiful place to live and you can do deals in any part of the country right you can live anywhere you want in the world and you can do deals anywhere in the u.s
2: yeah and i probably should just say because i know people now i've mentioned a few markets and you're all thinking well i can't do it and that's why you can one go virtual and you can do it in any market even a high-end one you it, it depends on again personalities do you need a fast win because if you're a person that needs a fast win a fast contract and a fast close. It's less likely going to happen in California. It's going to take more time. So I, sp- I explained this on the VIP call. You're going to have to normally do five to 10 more, f- five to 10 more times of something consistently to get an offer accepted in a hard market or a, or an expensive market than a than a more affordable rental market. Okay. So San Francisco might have to make 10 more offers, 10 more seller calls, 10 more of this and that compared to a, a, a more affordable market to get a contract signed but the fees in California are going to be much bigger than the fees in a midwest market yeah. right midwest might be 12,000 on average california might be 60 to 100,000 on average and you might do four deals a year in california and you might have to do 30 deals in a midwest market to come up with the same numbers
0: yeah awesome all right so Uh, I finally got the page to load. (laughs) Okay. Check this out. This is so awesome. This is Gavin and I, one of the workshops we do with our coaching clients and uh, we collect our testimonials. And, uh, if you had all day, I could scroll you down this entire page. It just blows me away. These are coaching testimonials and people who bought our courses and stuff like that. Um, for me and Gavin, if you go to joemccall.tank, dot com slash tank joe McCall.com dot com slash tank look where my little cursor is on the right hand side can you see that yeah <laughs> it's still going isn't this awesome it's humbling
2: for sure and it's good because one of the the hard thing in, in what we do is like when people don't know is when we come in and do a challenge it's kind of like are you really gonna tell us anything like, are you really going to do this? And that's kind of why we asked for the testimonials because of that, because it kind of just says, well, we are going to tell you everything we can. Right. And do yeah. what we're saying we're going to do, which is important.
0: Are, are we holding anything back? Are we the real deal? Are you guys just a scam? Yeah. We have to, we have refunded over $150,000. That's
2: crazy. Go back up just a little bit. Uh, that lady there, no, one more. Go up, Maria. Marie. That lady in the middle there. I went networking, real story, last night with R.E.I. Book gang, Damon, and, uh, and everybody was in Phoenix. Oh, really? So I met them, and then this lady there was, uh, she, she was go? there. She came over. No, yeah, that lady. She came Marie. over to me, recognized me. And she's like, oh, and she said, we I got the refund check that just happened last night. That's crazy. <laughs> Super nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we regularly give refunds to people who complete our courses or complete uh, challenges that we do. And we've, we've literally given over $150,000 in refunds. We also got a ton of people that send us checks from deals. This is our braggadocious wall. Um, so much fun. Cause I, I love the, here's the thing. I get a bigger kick out of, um, helping other people do deals than doing our own. Okay. It just means so much more because we're, we're affecting and impacting other people's lives. It's about leaving a legacy. And I'm hoping that, I mean, we, we, we do three podcasts a week. We've have over 10 million downloads of our podcast, hundreds of thousands of YouTube views and things like that. Why do we do all of that? Well, we just like it. We love getting pictures of guys like this. Corey, who was in Arizona, uh, Pennsylvania doing lease option deals. Mm-hmm. Right. Come on. He got that cash because he wanted to show his daughter what money uh, looks and feels like. All right. So anyway, enough of the bragging. Um, this is our so tell us page. We have 4.9 out of five stars and 446 reviews. All verified. But I wanted. Okay, that's enough. Sorry. Uh, Last night, I went into and I started doing some research for picking a county in Florida. And I also picked a county in California. You know, what's interesting is, Gavin will appreciate this, after doing all of this deep scientific research, you know, pretending like I'm a NASA scientist or something, um, I was analyzing all these counties in Florida. And I was like, oh, my gosh, after an hour doing the spreadsheet and comparing and (laughs) ranking and getting stats and like, this is stupid. I picked a county finally, and then I went to California, and I literally picked a county in California in like five minutes without even doing a spreadsheet, okay? so I'm going to show you real quick uh, how I picked ca- a county in Florida, and then I'm going to show you how I picked a county in um, California. But, you know, you just go to a website like LandWatch. Remember we talked about this. This is important. Whether you're doing houses or land, we're following the demand. We're following the demand. We want to know where people are buying properties and what are they buying, right? Um, we don't care where people are listing properties. We care where they're selling properties, where there's active, I mean actively sold properties. So here's Florida on Landwatch.com. Remember, we're going after we're going after small rural vacant land. We're not going after infill lots, they're too expensive. We're buying lots for one or two or $3,000 and we're selling them for 10 or $15,000, right? So we're going after small, rural, vacant land. So what I like to do is I wanna make sure that the properties I'm looking at are under 50 grand, let's say, okay? And again, this isn't an exact science. I don't want little quarter acre lots either. I wanna stay between like one and 10 acres. All right, so there's 2,000 listings in Florida that are between 1 to 10 acres and under 50 grand. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll do 100 grand here. Not that I'm going to be selling them for 100, but that's just going to give me a little bit more. And now you can see it ranks here on the left. Let me zoom in a little bit. You can see on the left, the north central region is the most popular region of 807. And then there's the central west region, northwest region. And also Citrus County is the most popular. Uh, most is the county with the most listings. But what's interesting is when I put this in here, Citrus County was number one with 347 actives. Okay. But it was the lowest with 47 solds. So just because it was the most active county with the most active listings, it was this, it had really slow, a low number of solds. Well, how do you get that information, right? You're going to scroll down here and you're going to check on sold. Now I have to, as soon as I do that, I have to check off available and I have to check off one more here under contract. So now this is my criteria right here, Florida under 100, one to 10 acres sold. Um, Now these are not sold from county records. These are just properties that have been showing as sold from the land websites. I scroll down. Okay. It's just sold, right? If I scroll back up, you can see the list of the counties now. Citrus County is not in there anywhere, is it? What's interesting? Suwanee is the most popular county with the most solds. Okeechobee is the second one. Then Levy, Columbia, Putnam, and all of that. So this is telling me ah, guess what? There's a lot of activity in Suwannee County. Where is Suwannee? county. Thank god for Google Maps. All right, let me zoom out. There it is. It's kind of between Tallahassee and Jacksonville. You see that? There's Tallahassee, there's Jacksonville. I know it's kind of small. All right? What is in there? I don't know, but you know what? People are buying land there from Tallahassee, from Jacksonville, maybe to go hunting, ride four-wheelers, go camping, <clears throat> have a place where they can just get off the grid. And get away from the government. Get away from the in-laws. Hide their guns. I don't know, right? Let's look at what's in Suwanee County. So these are the sold. These are the properties that sold. And I'm going to sort this from price low to high. So here's a 1.6 acre lot that sold for seven grand. Whoever bought that probably bought it for a thousand. Here's a 5.4 that sold for ten. 1.101 that sold for ten. Right? People are buying these lots. Somebody's buying this thing right here. Yeah. (laughs) Right? By the way, we had a coaching student on the other day, and he says one of his favorite ways to sell vacant land is signs. Bandit signs like this. Just stick a sign in the yard. If it's next to a road, we buy and sell land that's not even next to roads. But why would somebody buy this again? They're buying. Why is somebody buying this vacant lot in the middle of nowhere across the street from some old beat up houses? I don't know. There's a saying in land that there is a, um, a pig for every barn. There's going to be somebody, maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's somebody looking just for a place to ride four wheelers, uh, a place to uh, grow their medical marijuana, you know, um, a place to build a cabin someday in the future. These aren't active listings, guys. These are sold listings, all right? So anyway, um, I chose uh, Suwannee County. No, is that right? Um, No, 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 no. Hang on. I picked, maybe I shouldn't tell them. Yes, I did. I picked Suwannee County. I was going to say, maybe I should keep it a surprise. But I picked Suwannee County. Because look at this. It's the number one in solds, and it's only has 97 actives. So there's a big proportion, a higher, much higher ratio of solds to actives. Okay, that's kind of what I did here. Um, the highest one was Gilcrest, but um, Gilchrist had 141 solds to 15 actives, but I, I'd, I'd rather stick here. And then you know what? I went to another site and I found out, well, how, how, big of a, how good of a list can I get? This is also important to understand. How good of a list can you get in this county that you choose? So when you're looking at multiple counties, I'd encourage you to like do a couple of two things. This, is, this is, doesn't matter if it's vacant land or houses. Okay, listen, pay attention. Pick like two or three possible counties and look which one has the most investor activity. In the last six months, which county has had done more solds for investors? And then look at which county has a better list that you can buy. Because some counties, it's hard to get lists, right? Um, you know, you may be looking at a county in Texas that doesn't have—it's um, um, it's a non-disclosure state, maybe, or, or the county records don't aren't very good or not very updated. So take a look at PropStream list source, whatever you're using, FreedomSoft for lists, and see which ones can give you a bigger, better list of equity, non-equity. Uh, absentee owners, non-LLCs, so you can skip trace and call and things like that. So I really like Suwannee County because the service I use for getting my land lists, I could get a really good number of people there. And the list that I pulled was um, one to 10 acres, excluded people who lived in the county. I want to make sure there was no improvements. There was no living area in the data It had sold at least 10 years ago, and it wasn't not listed. So that's kind of what I look for when I'm looking at counties. Again, I go look at the actives, the most popular ones, and the ones that are sold. Now, when I went to California, I was getting tired. I was like, oh, my gosh, why am I wasting all this time doing this stupid searching? Um, I did kind of the same thing here. And the most popular region is the deserts regions right there. Okay, and if, if any of you have driven through there, that's where Death Valley is. That's where San Bernardino County is, Riverside County. I think it's Riverside County. One of those might be Central Valley region. But uh, you know what? I thought there are so many investors out there and there's literally nothing in these desert regions. But people are still selling land here, believe it or not. Look at this. People are buying this lot. This Somebody bought this lot for $147 down. That's a down payment, not the actual price. Somebody bought this vacant lot here. $499 down. Okay. Who would want to live there? I don't know. This is actually real nice because there's hills. It's beautiful. Okay. Somebody's buying that vacant land. (laughs) What? Um, Now, this is maybe this is some national park or near some. Sometimes you get pictures. There's a satellite image. I don't know. But. Um, they're just not making any more land. Somebody bought that for $499 down and $375 a month for 60 months. This is why I love land. So the cash price of this thing was 12500 They probably bought this vacant lot here for 2000 bucks, 2500 bucks, And they're getting 500 down and 375 a month for 60 months. This isn't an active listing. This is a sold listing in San Bernardino County. Do you know where San Bernardino County is? There's LA, there's San Bernardino County. It's a huge county. It goes all the goes through the Mojave Desert. It's south of Death Valley. Look at the satellite there. Do you see that? (laughs) Let me zoom in. Okay. Do you see much green there in San Bernardino County? It's nothing. And Death Valley, by the way, if you ever get a chance to drive through Death Valley, it's absolutely incredible. It's beautiful. It's the hottest, one of the hottest places in the world. Um, Right in between L.A. and Las Vegas. But, like, there's people flipping vacant land here, and there's people actually buying vacant land. Yeah. It looks like something on Mars. I just watched that movie The Martian the other day. Have you seen that show, Gavin? I haven't, no. You have not seen The Martian with Matt no. Damon? No. <clears throat> it's amazing. You should go see it.
2: What is the... What's it on? Is it a, is it, a it was movie filmed right here is?
0: in California, probably. I mean, I don't know.
2: <laughs> is it a movie, uh, though? or a Yeah, sea- it's a real like good series? movie. Okay.
0: And the book is really, really good. Anyway, so my point is, that's San Bernardino County right there. And I didn't want to do any desert flipping. We've done a deal or two. We've done a couple deals there. Um, so what did I do? I just decided I got tired of doing all this research and stuff and i decided to go into shasta cascade california i wanted to go into this region right here so i picked a county in shasta cascade region and that's a beautiful area of california where it's more green if you go to northern california all right there's the klamath national forest shasta trinity national forest six rivers national forest i believe that is mount shasta right there um Happy Camp. I wonder what they smoke there in Happy Camp. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's, like, beautiful up there. Mountains. And so I'm, I'm picking one of the counties up there. And uh, it's just incredible. Like, look at some of – let's go to the Cascade region here. This is what people are buying up there. Let's scroll down. Look at these beautiful trees. Mountains, lakes, streams.
2: You, and you, Joe, I have a question. You, yeah. Obviously, we don't need to go into it now because you're going to be covering it. But when you, the county that you've picked, I mean, how much data are you going to get in that county?
0: This county, um, well, I'll look at it. I'll, sh- I'll tell you right now. I got, I pulled a list of one to 10 acres. mm mm-hmm. um, Here it is. And uh, they've owned it over 10 years. Mm-hmm. 1,642 records and non-LLCs. Okay. um, They've owned it over 10 years. There's no improvements and no buildings on the vacant lot, one to 10 acres. 1,642 records in that one county.
2: So here's my, just my take on it. Just my two cents of what I would be thinking is, and the reason is I wouldn't dive too much into the research personally is because I'm going to need the other counties anyway at some point so when we look at do i go with this and do i go with that like it is important to some degree but the reality is is we're going to need them all at some point if we're going to go full-time and do this yeah i'm going to take all of them counties yeah 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 you know so i just wanted to point that out for people that's why when you see mine i'm making decisions because i'm gonna have to circle back and get them all anyway at some point like
0: yeah so when i was looking in florida these are the top eight counties where most of the sold activity is. Yeah. You bet. I'm going to go after all eight. Yeah. Right. And I, I looked at here, if I were to buy a list of about eight cents a name, it would cost me about $235,000. Uh, $235. So I, I found a list of about three grand, about 3000 names. Postcards have cost me about 45 cents. <clears throat> so the, the list and the direct mail would be about 1500 bucks. All right. For two counties. So about $750 per county. All right. So the list and sending the postcards. I get about a three to five percent response rate. So I did three point four percent. I'm gonna get about a hundred and three leads from that. I get a contract about one every twenty-five offers. Let's say, let's say thirty. All right. So I'm gonna get about three to four contracts. My average profit's ten grand. I'm gonna make thirty four grand on this one campaign. I know my numbers that well.
2: And how how much follow up on that? You know, referring? not much
0: at all. Not much at all. I mean, we're not doing as much follow up as we should because I'm not knocking my son, but he's got more important things to focus on, like girls in school and stuff like that. Right. But now that I'm getting I'm getting more focused into this, I'm going to have Whitney manage it for me. We're getting virtual assistants to do it for me. Um, You know, this this is numbers going to go up from the follow up. I know. Um, So we're doing a little bit of follow up, but not not consistently like we should. Um, so, worst case, we're doing one contract for every thirty leads that we get. It should be more like twenty to twenty-five. Not bad numbers, right? Not bad at all. Um, that's why I love vacant land. We're going to be sharing the details and all of this and the step-by-step stuff in the um, in the next next nine days. As we're going through and documenting our progress as we're going into new markets and in the boot camp, the two-day boot camp that's coming up. So you've got to come to our boot camp. I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome and amazing. You're going to get <clears throat> the recordings of these challenge videos for uh, you get access to those for a couple weeks. You get the recordings of the coaching calls. Gavin and I are doing two more coaching calls. We're going to be releasing videos starting next Monday, every day of us as we're going into these markets. You're going to see the tools that we use and how we got them and what we're doing and the leads that we're getting. And then we're doing a two-day boot camp. Um, so if you go to newmarketvip.com over there, that's weird. I'm pointing the opposite direction. There at newmarketvip.com, you'll see it um, and sign up for it right now. All right. So uh, let's answer some questions that people submitted. We've got um, a bunch of them here. Let's look at this one here. Do you use a different criteria in picking markets for wholesaling and lease options? I'll answer that real quick. No. Um, I'm just looking for where are people buying homes? Mm -hmm. And then we're not looking for wholesaling deals or lease option deals, right? We're looking for, um, motivated sellers and we're going to talk to the seller. Not like we're trying to fit them into a a square peg in a round hole. We're talking to them about what's their situation. What's their problem? Do they need to sell now or later? And then we talk about price. What price do they need to sell it for? And uh, if they have some equity and they're motivated, we, we're gonna offer a cash price. If they're not that motivated, they don't have much equity, we're gonna offer a lease option. You wanna add to that, Gavin?
2: Um, yeah, I, I think the only thing that changes in the process slightly if you're doing creative finance is that you're not going after the cash buyers. You should still be networking with the relationships with the realtors and property managers, but you're not gonna be going after the cash buyers. If you're focusing on creative finance, Um, I still think it's worth doing just from a network standpoint, period. Uh, But as Joe said, no, I think that's the problem. Most people struggle with creative finances because you lead in thinking that's the strategy that you want to do. And it doesn't work like that. So you come in and start talking about a lease purchase in the first sentence and people are shut down. They don't know what you're talking about. So uh, most people say no because they don't know what you're talking about. It's not, no, I don't want to do it because I actually understand it makes sense so you've got to watch the way you're doing it make sure you keep it really simple and again work on the problem of the seller and solve the solution right if i know joe mccall's got a problem he can't keep up with his payments he's just moved state he's got this house that he needs to sell and he's got a he's just missed his first payment and the next one's coming up and he's stressing out and he just needs to sell this thing and i'll say hey joe so it looks like so if we could take care of them payments get it up to date That's something that probably solve your problem. Is that what you're saying? Yes, it is. And from what you're saying as well, I'm going to be honest with you, Joe, like I make cash offers, but for what you owe and for what you want for this property, it's going to be way under, right? And I don't think that's going to work. And it also isn't going to solve that problem for you. So what if we did this? What if I could make some payments to you, maybe take over the property over a certain amount of time, and then I can, you know, pay you out in 10 years uh, bring it payment. I'll make all the payments, look after the property. That probably wouldn't work, would it? Again, what is the problem and how, what offer am I going to do to solve that? And if you can become a, you're a property solutions company, that's what you do. You solve problems. Okay. If you find, identify the problem, you bring the solution, then you'll have a deal. Very
0: good. How do you sell vacant land? A couple ways. Number one, Facebook Marketplace, number two, Craigslist, number three, go to land.com. And there's a bunch of websites on land.com to sell them for. You can hire an agent to sell your vacant land. You can go to brokerless.com, like a broker, and then less, L-E-S-S.com, and um, pay a, you know, 99 bucks for a flat fee MLS listing, put it on the MLS. Um, and as you start doing more and more, you're going to build your buyer's list. You can email your buyer's list about it and um uh anything else sign yeah so like henry one of our coaching clients he likes to sell a lot of his land with a sign sends uh pay somebody to put a sign on it
2: and i think as well for anyone even houses if you take the property down and you own it okay so if you fix and flip or you're a wholesaler where you take the property and you actually own the property uh, and you can still do it if you don't and you have a contract and it's vacant. You should always put a sign out in the yard. It's easier when you own it because you've got nothing to lose. We did. So we would get calls off the sign while we're doing a flip. We'd have a sign out front that we're wanting to buy houses and people would call and say, hey, I've got one for sale right in the neighborhood. So I think a sign's always going to work you're just never going to be able to put a sign if there's a renter in the house and you're trying to put a sign or you're trying to not tell the seller and put the sign, like, don't do any of that. You've just got to say, just be honest again, remember, and uh, be honest with the seller and say, Hey, I know no one's living there and and we're under contract. Do you mind if I put my sign out front, um, you know, that we, you know, we buy houses and is that okay? And they can say yes or no. And uh, often they'll say, Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Do that. So I just want to share that that it's on the house inside as well uh, to get them signs out.
0: Nice. If a market has a lot of wholesalers and buyers, is it still a good market to be in? Like Memphis, Tennessee. What would you say to that, Gavin? I'd say competition's a good thing, number one.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think as you just said, competition's great. And it's collaboration. It's not competition. I want to get around... Like I want to get around uh, everybody that's doing business because especially if I'm in creative finance, guys, if, you, if you're in creative finance and you network, you, you don't even need to market. Like you literally don't need to market. I'm telling you right now, um, if you can use your networking and people that are, I told you this already, people that are doing a lot of direct mail, a lot of cold calling that aren't focusing on creative finance, they just wholesale and you come in as their creative partner like you have no outgoings but you've got to build that relationship to be able to do it so that's one good thing the other thing is as well there's a lot of activity there now i know a lot of people in in that uh, in memphis and i know most of them aren't going to be following up so i'm still confident that i can go into memphis and if i stay with my routine um that we will do deals there so Every, everywhere in real estate right now, even small markets is competitive. They're all going for higher prices. And it's just the, the way it is. And that's why it's good to control property without owning it. And I think land's a different beast because, I mean, you're getting it, again, you're offering way different. We had a, we had a VIP call with a gentleman, I can't remember his name, a couple of days ago. And he was buying from auction. And he's like, I can't compete with these guys because you've got offer pad and you've got these hedge funds coming in, paying cash. But you have to look at the strategy of what you're up against. It's not to do with the market. It's about what they need to spend this money for tax reasons. So they'll come in and overpay because they've got to spend money and we deal with it. When a hedge fund comes to us and they go, we have, you know, two or 250 million to spend in the next four months right? We got to get inventory. So they're not going to be buying six, 70% on the dollar because there's no way they can do that. They're buying off the MLS, they're buying from wholesalers, they're buying, yeah, we're paying more than we want, but we have to get this money gone and invested. And that's the way they look. Also, I told him that people need to keep the flip, fix and flippers. People need to keep their crews busy. So if you're a top fix and flipper and you're doing a lot of business, Nine times out of 10, you have your own crew, okay, that that work just on your houses. Now, they might all be 1099, but they're, they're all your crew. So you have to keep them busy because if you don't keep them busy, they're going to take jobs, and then that messes your whole system up. So people will come in and take a hit on a house just to keep the crew busy. I know people that do it. Yeah, we're just going to buy this, keep the crew busy. And we're just going to break even just so he can control his crew. So all these things happen. So you can't look at them things. Um, you, you've just got to get in there and do the steps. And and I'm going to try and make a real point of uh, in my nine videos, I'm not going to be, and hopefully you appreciate it. I'm not going into the, into the nitty gritty and the spreadsheets. And I'm just making decisions and going and I'm going to prove through them decisions that I'm going to get leads. That's what I'm going to prove. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, I made all these wrong steps and I never got a lead. I'm going to show you the decisions that I make, why I make them. You're going to see it and I'm going to get leads. And that's that's the goal. And then once you have that system, it's rinse and repeat. So, awesome. I am um, echo- I got the echo. Back. Yeah,
0: I got it. Sorry, that was my bad. All right, we need to move on. Uh, What postcards do you use for vacant land mailers? If you're a VIP member at newmarketvip.com, you will find out. Newmarketvip.com. I use a simple handwritten postcard. Do you buy or wholesale? Do you buy warehouses or storage places? No, I do not. Do you, Gavin, ever? No, but I,
2: I know people that do.
0: I'm new. And how can I get the money for the property? Easy. If you have a good deal, the money will come. All right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: you got to believe that up here. If you believe that money is scarce, it will be like, you get what you expect. Um, but I will say this too, when what we like to do is partner with local, when we're especially first going into a new virtual market, we'll partner with somebody who's already doing deals there and you know, who already has access to the money. They have access to the hard money lenders. They have access to the private money, the, you know, the buyers. <clears throat> so, um, when it comes to vacant land, uh one of the things that there's companies out there that will lend and partner with you on vacant land deals now you might have to share the profits with them it's not like lending but they'll buy it and partner with you on it um so that's something that we're looking at doing as well um so after looking at world population review if we do not have a subscription how do we find where the investors and cash buyers are buying okay Lori, good question i gave um there's a video, I, I, I'm not going to show it, but if you go to my YouTube channel, Brilliant, go to my YouTube channel, do a search for Joe McCall, subscribe, number one. There's a video I just did called Brilliant at the Basics Part Four. Write that down Brilliant at the Basics Part Four. And that will show you a free way to find where the investors are buying. Okay, it's using List Source. Using List Source. Uh, please talk about business structure and whether or not we should already have a business established before making offers. It's important to have a business structure set up, an entity like an LLC or something like that, but you do not have to have one to uh, start doing deals and making offers. It's something that you should get done, but you do not have to get done right away. I partner with a company called um, Prime Corporate Prime Corporate Services. Um, if you go to joemacallcom slash LLC, joemccall.com slash llc they'll help you set up a free llc you just have to pay the state filing fees um so if you go to joe mccall again joemccall.com slash llc i put that in the comments here for everybody Work and we lost gavin too If you go there, I don't know where Gavin went. This will take you here, and you can schedule an appointment with my my business partners at Prime Corporate Services, and they will help you. Now it's free, but they will. Um, you still have to pay like the filing fees. Okay, Gavin, not sure what happened there. That's all right. Take your time. All right, we need to move on. Choppity chop. Uh, how do you pay for driving for dollars? It's a good question. Um, What I know a lot of people do is um, we'll do a small hourly wage and then give them a bonus for any deals that they actually do. Some people just pay pay 100% commissions. Um, So if they can... um, uh, Oh, so Gavin lost power. He'll be right back. Okay. Uh, So you can pay 100% commissions out of the deals, um, but there's issues where you pay people uh, commission if they're not licensed that becomes a little tricky to do so one thing you could do is just pay them a small hourly wage and then pay them a bonus if any of the deals turn into uh, a deal or somebody's asking here what offer would you come up with let's just do one, one 15710 north lawn street detroit 48238. Let's look that up in Redfin, shall we? <clears throat> I like to go to Redfin is one of my favorite places. I go there first and if I can't find it on Redfin, then I'll go to uh, Zillow. 15710 North Lawn Street, Detroit. Oh, it looks like a nice house right there, boarded up. Redfin estimate is forty-nine grand. Let's see where it is in Detroit. How many people in Detroit, from Detroit here in the, on the call? Yeah, that's right near the heart of Detroit. People used to be buying ho- houses here for five grand, thinking it was an incredible deal, and come to find out that it's not. Let me show you why. If you zoom in, guess what you're going to see. A lot of vacant lots. All right. Now, uh, when I'm looking for deals in the city, not saying that this you can't make money here. It's just more challenging. When you go to the satellite view and you see a lot of vacant lots like this, um, that's usually a, um, a tricky thing because it means there's um, it's a pretty rundown, beat up area. But I'm telling you, there are a lot of investors making a lot of money here. You just got to make sure you have the um, stomach for it. It's not for everybody. Don't think that just because you can buy a house here for five or ten grand that you're going to make a lot of money on it. It's number one. Sometimes it's hard to find contractors that are even willing to do work out here because, um, you know, in fact, this is not. This isn't one of the worst areas. There's parts of Detroit where it's like you're 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 in an abandoned city. Um, but this is pretty rough. All right. So, anyway, a lot of boarded up homes, you know. It's kind of unfortunately the normal thing around here. Where are you
2: right now? Oh, Detroit. I'm in
0: Detroit. Okay. Um, now, let me show you how I've come up with how I make offers like this. Okay. Because there's still people that will buy houses here. If I were to look at 48238, I bet you would find over a thousand different investor properties that have sold in the last year. Uh, in that zip code right so one thing first things i like to do is i go to map nearby homes for sale it's gonna come up here on the left on the right i mean and i sort it by price and there can some homes here that have sold for 275 that are selling right now for 275 449 and you can look at the pictures so this is your competition right these properties need a lot of work but this is what they're selling for I'm gonna go to for sale Sold last six months. There's not a lot there, is there? Look at that. Let's go to the last year. Click done. There's 41 homes. I'm going to zoom in a little bit to narrow that down, maybe. All right. All right. In that block, I'm going to zoom out one more time. And I go to price. I sort this by price. This is what they're selling for. This one sold for 16. This one sold for 23, 28, 31. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my calculator. I'm going to average the lowest five. Okay, 16 plus 23 plus 28 plus 31 plus 43 equals divided by five. So the average is 28,200 times 0.8 times 80%. I'm going to offer 22,500. Then I'm going to sell it for 32,500. And if I'm looking at active, so if I'm selling it for 32,500, what's my competition? Oh, maybe that's not a good idea because look, this one's for 27,500. Why would they want to pay 32 for mine when they can buy this one for 27? So I'm going to sell mine for 23. I'm going to sell mine for 23,000, which means I need to offer 13,000. That's how I make my cash offers. I'm going to sell, I'm going to make an offer to buy it for 13 grand I'm going to sell it for 23 grand because when somebody goes to this, looks for properties for sale here, I'm going to be the cheapest one. Makes sense? You want to add anything to that, Gavin?
2: No, that's good. I mean, I do, um, you know, normally I just work straight off solds. Yeah. Um, you know, I literally go, so, I mean, it's hard because you just did one. Uh, super low end, right? So I think there's a price point for everything. But normally I always try and get like lower. My look at my current condition of the home that I'm looking at, I go over them with the three lowest solds and then I just deduct a fee under it. And that's it. I don't know any calculation and, uh, yeah, that, that's how I would do it because and then I check actives to make sure there's not a better house cheaper than the yeah. one I'm I'm buying. And then yeah. I'm, I make it. That's it.
0: You just got to think about your investor who's looking at this property to buy. What are they looking at? Right? They're looking at Zillow. They're looking at what some similar homes are selling for, what they've sold for. You just got to make sure that when they look at your deal, they're thinking, oh, that looks like a good deal. That's where you start. That's it. <clears throat> Um, I'm in Central Florida and I'm willing to work hard to get my first deal. Yes, land. Need to succeed yesterday and I will call daily, offer daily and make you proud. Come on, baby. And Mr. Facebook user or Miss Facebook user, don't forget to click that button in the streamyard comment things yeah. for the comments. Um, Northwest Florida. Bunch of counties. Do you recommend 150 to 250 as a price range for that market? I don't know. You get just Google county XYZ county median price. And that's that's the median price in that area.
2: Yeah. And I, and I wouldn't I don't um, hold it to that price point. I'm going to yeah. do anything lower or a bit more above. It's just to get you in the ballpark. Yeah.
0: It's, it's not an exact science, but you just want to be in that ballpark. Will VIPs have access to the nine days deep dive? Yes. And boot camp? Yes. If there's, so there will be a short there'll be a period of time when you get access to the recordings. Joe, are you holding the land since you're buying more rural? Are they easy to sell? They were incredibly easy to sell. It's insane, especially when you can offer them on terms on owner financing. Okay. Like one of the counties I'm in right now is within two hours from three major, major cities Nashville, Atlanta, and Charlotte. All right. And it's near the Smoky Mountains. Do you think we're getting a lot of interest on that? Yeah. Somebody in one of those three counties is looking for a place where they can get away, go to the mountains, hunt, camp. get away from everything. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of demand for those rural homes. All right. Uh, when text messaging for vacant land, what type of script do you use? I don't do that personally, Joyce. I have friends that do it and it's real simple. Hey, is this Jim? No. Okay. Can't delete that number. Um, yes. Do you own a 4.5 acre lot in Jackson County? Um, yes. Who's this? Well, we're investors. We're looking to buy property. You wouldn't have any interest in selling it, would you? Would you like an offer? Sure, send it over. Okay, that's how. That's the script. Real easy. Um, I have three areas of interest. Oklahoma land, Texas land, Las Vegas houses. Will this work? I would say <clears throat> you need to focus on land or houses. Okay, I wouldn't do both. And um, maybe you just need to wait, Brent, until after our boot camp is over to decide which one. Gavin and I are having a little friendly competition to see who can get more leads. Maybe, you know, that might help you decide. Why would landowners sell their land for 25 cents on the dollar? Because they don't want it anymore. Why would somebody who paid two or three grand for a treadmill three years later sell it at a garage sale for 25 bucks? Because they hate it. They look at every every time they walk by it, it reminds them of how fat they are. Every time they walk by it, their wife gets mad at them because they spent this money that they shouldn't have spent without asking. And it's just collecting laundry, you know, and they're just sick of it and they want to get rid of it. That's why.
2: When you when you deal with land or houses, one of the problems that, that investors have is you always put your personal feelings yeah. on why you would or wouldn't do what what's happening. And that is the worst thing that you've got to, that you can do and you have to overcome. Right. I would, a lot of these houses, I'm buying this house in Savannah that again, I'm going to hopefully close on. Um, and someone lived there. Like when I show you the condition, someone was actually living in it. Right. And which blows my mind. Cause it's like, I thought it had been vacant for three years. Right. So You never know how someone's going to live or what's going on in someone's life. So just because you might have a nice job and a great family and no drama and everything's good, that doesn't mean that everyone else is having the same thing. So never think, well, I would never do that. It's just like when people say, well, if a cold caller calls me, I just put the phone down. It's annoying. So why would I want to do that? Because that's just your opinion, okay? Marketing is how you how you intake marketing everybody's different and i'll give you a quick example cuz it's important if you send me a direct mail piece if you send me a text and you call me okay on the direct mail i'm not returning i'm not calling you okay if you text me i am not texting you back you call me whether it says spam or not i'm answering the phone and that's just the way i am okay so you've got to ask yourself them questions What would you do? And I know Joe won't answer his phone. He's more likely to respond to a text, probably, and he's not going to call off a mailer and then, and so on.
0: Oh, I will call off mail if it says 24 hour recorded voicemail, which is what I put on my postcard. If it says, because then I know nobody's going to answer. It says 24 hour recorded voicemail. Like, oh, let's see what they have to say.
2: Yep, that's true. Yep. So, So it, it you, but my point is is that's why if, if when people say well what marketing everyone's marketing language is different the way they t- intake it that's why we'll often call text and direct mail the same list and we'll get different leads um so just be just be thinking of taking your own personal feelings and opinions out and just and just doing it
0: just do what works here's what we're trying to tell you do what works stop trying to figure it out stop trying to reinvent the wheel <clears throat> look at who's doing deals and just do what they do. Yep. If they're sending postcards and send postcards, if they're making cold calls, make cold calls. If people are doing deals in Detroit, Michigan, and you see who they are and you know what they're buying and what they're doing, just do what they do. There's no secrets here. There's no magic formula. There's no secret list, magic postcard, super secret, powerful magic, duper, super duper script. It's just, it's just do it. That's the secret. That's the magic pill. Just do it, do something and do it consistently. Don't quit and give up too soon. What's your take on foreclosed or sheriff auctions? I have a few coming up in my area, which would, would you suggest taking a look at them? Um, so I find that the foreclosures and the sheriff auctions or whatever are best for finding buyers. Those guys that are there, they got a lot of money. They got cash. They're probably not going to bid higher than you. Um, you know, that's that's where the big players play. Go there to find your buyers, network find buyers get business cards um, that's what i recommend you do there and we're hustling through this because we got a lot and i'm gonna have to leave in about 10 15 minutes gavin might stay what is the price range for tampa florida if pulling a list for wholesale exit strategy doesn't matter you do it doesn't matter the price you want to find the zip codes where the investors are buying and then that's where you want to target your marketing efforts okay doesn't matter the price range target the location the areas where they're buying okay also when it comes for like if i was in tampa i would be driving for dollars gavin i'd be driving for dollars every day for a couple hours and i would just be going to the areas where kind of the median price range and below okay the more affordable houses area i'd be looking for rundown beat up houses you know windows are broken the gutters are damaged the grass is tall And I would be looking for those beat up properties and I would be skip tracing the owners and calling them every day until I got a hold of them. -hmm. Uh, So it doesn't matter the price range. I'm going, uh, how do you sell your vacant land? I talked about that already. Where do I get the recordings? I didn't find them yet. If you're a VIP member, Brent, um, they're in the mind map. And if you need any help getting that, send an email. Anybody who has questions too, by the way, of how to get things or where things are, send an email to support at McCall.com Okay? Email support at joemccall.com. You know what's scary, Gavin? My kids don't even use email. They don't even know what it's for. They're like, why, why would you use email?
2: It's crazy. Um, what's next? What's it going to be?
0: I don't know. The world's falling apart. That's all that I know. <laughs> uh, Lee Brown, have you done land that are HUDs? No. Interesting. I didn't know you could buy vacant land That's a HUD. But here's the thing. There are so many thousands and tens of thousands of vacant land all around you that nobody wants. You think, right? Um, But like they just owned it for 10, 20 years. You know, the dad owned it, bought it a long time ago. He just passed away. They didn't even, the family didn't even know that they owned it. They're tired of paying the taxes. They were going to build a cabin out there. They, You know, they were going to go hunting and camping, but they never have. They just want to get rid of it. They don't want to go through the hassle of messing with it anymore so there's enough of those out there i don't know if you need to go to government websites and hud home store you know to find those types of things um okay can you review the following oh man i wish we could i don't have time oh for vacant land um okay here's the thing this looks like an infill lot i'm just guessing um if it's on a beach an address called beach street it's probably an infill lot And when it comes to infill lots, um, I'm offering like super, super deeper cheap, like um, uh, still 20, 25 cents on the dollar. The other thing is, if you're going to be doing infill lots, you want to know who the builders are, if there are any builders building homes. Like that area of Detroit that we were looking at, you don't want to buy infill lots there, okay? Um, That part of Detroit, nobody's building new homes. So you want to look for the areas in the city where people are building new construction you know they're tearing down old homes and building new ones that's where you want to start investing for i mean marketing for vacant land and maybe gavin you can look that one up if if you want
2: um Um, i wasn't sorry i was looking at the chat trying to respond
0: one one six nine one let me just look at it real quick here i see if my guess was right Yeah, it's it's near Atlantic Beach. Atlantic. uh, It's near John F. Kennedy Airport. So if they're doing new construction there, um, you know, you can go and see what prices vacant lots are selling for. And I would offer twenty-five to fifty percent of that. Okay, but that would not be where I would be targeting. What's the name of the service that helps determine how much you should offer on a land deal? If you're a VIP member, Yvonne, you will find out next week.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: On land, do you look at water rights, mineral rights, watch for pollution, contamination, right-of-ways? Yes, all that stuff, of course, Shannon. But in land, there's a saying, there's a pig for every barn. And if there is pollution or contamination or access problems or things like that, if I get it cheap enough, there'll be somebody that'll buy it. I might... We've bought land before for 50 bucks, 500 bucks. Um, now, if it's like a nuclear waste dump site, obviously you don't want to buy anything there. But um, that's, that doesn't happen where we focus. We focus on rural, distant, vacant land out in the sticks. Uh, do you use Rental Meter for rental averages? Better or worse than rent Zestimate? Uh, yeah, so I usually start with rental rents estimate from Zillow and then I might look at rentometer, but I don't spend much time doing that at all, um, especially when I'm just in my initial making the offer phase. Yeah. What's your thought on REI Blackbook? Um, I'm good friends with Damon. He's a good guy, good company. I like REI Blackbook. I don't use it, but it's it's a great tool. It really is. I like Freedom Soft, but I've heard many, many good things about REI Blackbook. Where do we find the podcast archive? realestateinvestingmastery.com That's my podcast. I've been doing it for 11 years. Over 1,100 downloads of podcasts. 10 million downloads. It's crazy. In the last 30, 60 days, 30 days, Gavin, and I looked and we have listeners from over 70 different countries in the last 30 days That's listening amazing. to the Real Estate Investing Mastery podcast. realestateinvestingmastery.com uh, do you use automated offer pro for land deals no um you could but i i don't it's kind of it's kind of overkill for vacant land vacant land deals we're just sending them a cover letter and a one-page contract with a price on it and we do it inside of freedom soft i'm very interested in your mentoring and coaching my goal is to show others that With your help, I would do major activities and results in my first six months. Be a blessing to others as well. Awesome, Mr. Facebook user. Hopefully we're working with you. We're working with you soon. Um, If you don't offer one of those services, is there another way to figure it out? I'm sure. I I don't know what what you mean by that. What contract would you use when you find city property? We have a simple one-page contract that um, I like to send when I get a property under contract. Um, But here's the thing, too. Uh, A lot of our deals, we just use the standard realtors contracts, you know, um, because it's a contract that everybody's familiar with in that city, you know, almost everybody. And um, as long as the contract says you cannot assign this, every contract is assignable. So it doesn't matter. And when it comes to like the realtor broker stuff, just cross it out. And then I write down non-brokered transaction, non-brokered transaction. Uh, But you can use any contract as long as there's a consideration both parties assign, assign it and agree to it. And there's a, there's a price, there's terms. Uh, Joe, I have been looking at the land just in my area first. Is that okay? Uh, Lee, if you're in an area that's rural and vacant, you want to target two to 10, 20 acres, two to 20 acres, rural vacant land, at least an hour or two hours away from any major city. And the reason for that is it's cheaper. That's why I can buy it for 20, 25 cents on a dollar. And if somebody wants to go camping or hunting or buy some off the grid property, that's where they're looking. All right. That's why we like to go into those areas. What about subject two homes versus rent to buy? Again, it depends on the deal, Yeah. right? There's some deals like we were looking at one the other day. The seller was three months behind on the mortgage payment. That would be a better subject to deal because I'm going to bring a bunch of money to closing to get that loan current. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to own that
2: house. Yeah. Um, As well, there's no way normally that you can have either option work. It's normally depends on the circumstance, what offer is going to work, right? It's either going to be cash or it's an owner finance or a lease option or sub two based on the situation. You're not going to say, well, this seller can do any of these four options It just doesn't work like that because if it was free and clear then it wouldn't be a sub two right and if there was no motivation for this then it wouldn't you know be that so it's a it's all about the circumstances
0: yep david what's up david how long does it typically take to sell your land one or two months or less if it's taken longer than that we're asking too much so we need to lower the price and anytime we offer land with owner financing terms like, even if we're just advertising it for cash, for every one call that we get from a prospective buyer, we'll get two or three calls from people saying, hey, would you be willing to own or finance it? Can I buy it on payments? So if you can advertise a property with on terms, um, you should be able to sell it in a month or less.
2: Yep. Um, just real quick, Joe, if we are seeing your comments, we're just not there yet. So you, we do see your name. It is working.
0: All right. I have phone skills, activity skills, and prospecting skills, but I'm a former real estate agent. We won't hold that against you. So I must retrain what my script will be. Um, Well, we gave us, we we gave away our scripts in the VIP area, but you know, Gavin and I both kind of don't like scripts. I, for what I do, I like writing down just a bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. And so I'll write down five or 10 simple questions. And then if I'm, If my mind is blank and I don't remember what I should say, I I look and I see, oh, okay, Mr. Seller, let me ask you. If you can't sell this house, what are you going to do? Are you going to rent it out or are you just going to keep sitting on it until you do sell it? Right? So, like, that kind of a question, you can, you know, have a list of questions. Another one might be, like, um, what's more important to you, Mr. Seller, to sell it at the highest price possible or to sell it as fast as possible? What's more important to you? Um, If you have to have a script, that's fine, but some people swear by it. I, I don't. Joe, when you contact sellers of land, is a postcard as good as direct mail? Yes. I consider postcard direct mail, but I like postcards and letters. They both work. I'm thinking of using a VA for cold calling and texting. Yeah, certainly. Um, I I know people that prefer cold calling and texting for vacant land over direct mail. I just, I like direct mail because it works. What calculator do you use to show the seller how much they can make as the bank with seller financing? Um, I don't really use a calculator. I just... If, when I'm talking to them about it, um, I don't really show them anything, actually. I just, I don't know. What's your business structure? I'm a, an LLC, and I have an S-Corp, but I'm not a legal guy or a tax advisor, so talk to your tax accountant. And go to jomacall.com slash LLC to talk to the company I use and recommend for setting up your structures, Prime Corporate Services. Anybody know of a wholesale-friendly title company in Texas? Yes, there's a lot of them. But go check out my guys at ClothesLikeJoe.com. ClothesLikeJoe.com. They're a nationwide transaction coordinator, closing company. They work with wholesalers all over the country. They do a lot of subject twos and creative financing deals. ClothesLikeJoe.com, all right? And you'll find, just use them. ClothesLikeJoe.com.
2: Joe, i got to roll in a minute. I'm five minutes late. I've just realized for a call. All
0: right. Um, we're uh, going to be ending up, wrapping up here soon as well. Uh, thanks, Gavin.
2: All right. Thanks, guys. I'll Understand. see you tomorrow. Say time. Nice. Right, Joe? 8, yes. uh, 10 Eastern.
0: Yes. Thank yes.
2: you. Nice. All right. Thanks, guys. See you thanks later. Yeah, bye,
0: bye-bye. bye-bye. Uh, how do you protect yourself from fake sellers? Um. Good question. You know, usually you find out there's something going on once it gets to closing and they don't want you to send the money to the title company. They want you to send the money to them. Um, There's something fishy going on. That's what, you know, whenever I close a deal, I'm going to use a title company. And the title company takes care of that, right? Especially if you get title insurance and all that good stuff. Where do we get the automated calculator software and can you explain how to use it? Now, Susan, the VIP members get that, uh, newmarketvip.com. If you have one of my courses or anything else I've bought recently, you probably have access to it as well. I don't have one place you can go just to get the calculator, um, but just go to newmarketvip.com, and and that's one of the things that you get in there. Um, When Zillow does not have his estimate for a property, does their home value just go off the listing price? Sometimes, Jeff, yes, I've seen that. So, like, it's funny because Zillow, they may say the house before it was listed, they said this estimate was 150, but then it was listed for 175. And so then magically this estimate goes up to 175. Well, whatever. Um, so that's what you need to look at. Okay, what are similar properties selling for and what have they sold for in the past? And, you know, you can look at that in Zillow and make your own determination. How would we be able to know what's working now in the market? Listening to us. <laughs> we're not lying to you what we're telling you is not stuff we've done 30 years ago um you know listen to podcasts youtube videos be on challenges like this we interview a lot of our students that are doing deals right now we talk a lot about deals we're doing right now a lot of my videos on youtube lately i've been actually calling sellers live calling realtors live making offers on real houses live um and there's a lot of other guys that are doing that as well um You know, like there's Pace Morby's doing a lot of that. Uh, Brent Daniels. There's some big YouTube, uh, uh, what's his name? Jerry Norton's doing a lot of that on YouTube right now. There's a couple, three, really four good guys and girls. You can just watch them on YouTube and they're showing you what's working now. It's like, no, there's no secrets. Joe, Gavin, in Detroit, some of the best streets in several neighborhoods become really bad when just driving to the end of the same street. When you want to market to the right counties, so not like the address, which we just screened. How would you come up with a list of those right counties? Um, all right. So, oops, here is uh if you guys go to the YouTube, go to the YouTube, do a search for Call. go to my channel. Hopefully I don't start talking. All right. Um, I got a tons. We do about two or three videos a week in here. All right. Um, there's a playlist I have called Brilliant at the Basics. Okay. And there's five videos. I just did the last one the other day. Um, five videos in this series called Brilliant at the Basics. And the question was, again, how do you find the right neighborhoods? Um, if you go to part four, part four, So go again, YouTube, Brilliant at the Basics, part four, just look for it. You'll see this video I did right here. And in this video, I walk through how to find the good zip codes. And I actually give away this spreadsheet in the video where you can, um, I'm showing you how to go into list source. Oh, there's an ad, hold on. All right, sorry. So in this video, I show you how to go into list source, see where the investors are buying properties, copy and paste the data into the spreadsheet that I give you in the video, and then it'll sort and show you the best zip codes. Oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. <laughs> and I'm one of those guys who do these ads. I'm not an HVAC owner. There you go. All right. So you see in yellow, I highlighted the top zip codes where most of the activity is happening so go look at that video go to joe mccall uh brilliant at the basics part four and while you're there give me a thumbs up right and go to my channel and please subscribe to my channel wherever that is all right i'm starting to get more and more views look at this Oh, it doesn't show you good stats there i'm trying to get to a million lifetime views i'm at seven hundred (laughs) thirty-two thousand. i got a way to ways to go um but that's going to give you everything you need, in 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 doing that market research, guys. Um, oh, did we? Okay, we got just a few more starred questions here. I think Dana. I only see four in here. Is that correct? She'll type in something in the chat here. Joseph is saying, um, if I do the cold calls, I could easily put hours. I could easily do it for hours every day. But once you get a deal, is a 90-day rule for due diligence or can you do longer? Um, I could easily put hours daily if I do cold calls. But once you get a deal, is a 90-day... I'm not sure I understand, Joe. Um, So for for houses, we typically put on the contract that we will close in two to four weeks. So I have two to four weeks to do my due diligence and find a buyer. Um, If I can't find a buyer... I need to renegotiate the contract or cancel it. For vacant land, it's normal to have a longer due diligence period. So I usually close. I offer to close in 90 days. That's what I do for vacant land. Uh, What service do you use that has great skip tracing with accurate phone numbers? I like FreedomSoft. You can do skip tracing right inside of FreedomSoft. You can also use – Gavin uses um, batch skip tracing. Um, how do you get title insurance on cheap, vacant land? Uh, well, you can get it if you want to pay for it. Typically for something that I'm buying for $500, I'm not going to get title insurance on it. Um, the buyer can get it if they want to. Um, but you know, usually, um, something like that you can do, you can call the County, see if there's anything attached to the property. Um, we have tools that we use. We can go in and do some research and look for ourselves. Um, so it's very very rare to find something with you just want to make sure the taxes are paid you can call the county do a quick title search online there's tools to do that Um, and we we use a national nationwide uh, title company to do our deals and we charge the title costs to the end buyer when we sell it which dialer do you use mojo or freedom soft um Good question. Gavin likes to use Mojo, but he's starting to use FreedomSoft more. FreedomSoft is good for um, um, quality versus quantity. Mojo is good for quantity versus quality. So FreedomSoft is going to give you um, more quality phone calls, better, faster connections. You can send a text after you leave a personalized voicemail. Mojo makes it a lot harder. It doesn't? You can't really do that. All right. So that's the last question that I see, guys. Thank you very much. Um, Dana, there's no more, right? I'm going to bring Dana in.
1: Hey, Joe. Yeah, that's that's the end of the question.
0: Nice, nice.
1: nice. Yep, you did great. (laughs) So
0: so yes, Clothes Like Joe is that nationwide title company um, that I use. They do charge an annual fee, um, but it's very affordable for what you're doing. If you're doing a lot of deals and they just handle all of the things for you, they handle it all. And they do work with wholesalers and creative investors. And, um, there, if if there is a small fee from the deal, you can charge that to the buyer. I know one guy who charges that to the seller. It's like just part of the normal sellers closing costs. Um, but if you go at closedlikejoe.com, thank you, Betsy. Check that out. All right, guys, I got to make like a jet. No, make like a banana and split. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't done any holy banana pants. Dana, Maybe, I haven't. Tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow on the last challenge I, I was making fun of bananas. And so I used to, I used to say things like holy banana pants. That's awesome. And I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. Gavin and I will be back and uh, we'll be answering more questions, um, teaching some more cool things. I'd like to look at some more deals tomorrow. So, Some of you guys posted in addresses. I'm sorry, I just didn't have time. But um, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, post some addresses in the comments, and we will review some of your deals, okay, and just show you how we would make an offer and all that good stuff. All right, guys, appreciate you all. See you later. Thanks, Dana. Bye-bye, everybody.